DNVR Bets Daily, day one, week two, and oh, what a joyous, joyous weekend it was. Welcome into the show, RK, Professor Dre, and Andre, the weather's warming up, and so is your boy. Five and two, please read the sign, five and two on the weekend, Feeling absolutely fantastic. I stuck to my guns. I listened to our experts. I, you know, I I stuck to our plans, and I came out with a five and two weekend. And wow, it feels good. Phenomenal work. Phenomenal work. Um, for me, it felt more like a a November weekend where I know there's going to be so many upsets on Saturday. And I make all these stupid picks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this Saturday was, or this Friday was like. I don't know when the Faroe Island games. I guess it was Saturday <laughs> morning. Saturday felt like literally two days to me. Those picks were one and three for me. And then it was kind of like all my NFL picks saved the day because between UFC and uh, KBO, had a nice little six and three okay. to salvage the the one and three with the Faroe Islands for a seven and six weekend. So, hey, it I, I had to go a little more mild with the shades, but I think I've earned these uh, pink pink stripes here. You know, what do you think of my hat? It's uh, it's pretty nice. As I was telling you, you look a lot like Nick Rolovich, the new head coach at Washington State to me. I'll take it. That's a man with a lot of money, and so am I after this weekend. <laughs> That's um, quick story. Quick story on this hat. I was on the beach in Cabo, you know, with my other uh, rich friends, yeah. And uh, this, uh, you know, one of the the people that sells the stuff comes by the vendors, mm -hmm. and he's got all the hats. You know, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Broncos, blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. Me, few drinks in, expensive drinks, I should say. Of course. Uh, Casamigos on the rocks, that mm. sort of thing. Mm. And, uh, you know, he comes by and I'm like, Psh, if you had a CU one, I'd buy that. And he just takes off. Like, doesn't even say a word, just starts running. And I was like, huh, that was weird. Like, no way. Where is he going? 15 minutes later, completely out of <laughs> breath, comes back with this hat. And so your boy became <laughs> the brand new owner of a Buffs sun sombrero sun hat sort of thing. That's incredible. That's incredible. I'd love to know how that all went down. I, I mean, would really love to know it? what yeah, I kind of <laughs> think he did. But if he did, I really respect him. All he had to hear was buffs. And he was like, oh, go see you, baby. Like, let's <laughs> run. I'm running like Ralphie right now. I know exactly what I'm going to design on this. To be like, fair, like many times, I was wearing all buffs mm, stuff. Mm. And so I was like, I need this. I need this. <laughs> oh, okay. You think he <laughs> didn't even have to google it he was just like i can figure my memory yeah. <laughs> he got the wow. uh, buffaloes pretty good there that's uh. an incredible story and uh, uh an incredible hat now the hat has so much more value to it you know it, it has sentimental value and a great story behind it i obviously yeah. couldn't not buy it after he came back no I, you were technically contractually obliged to buy that hat Jeez, that boats just going thing. after you in the comment section here man telling you I you think, look ridiculous i think he's talking to you <laughs> um okay so anyways quickly let's go over the weekend Quick. and we start 
in the KBO where mm. we uh, we stuck with the KB over, as we are now calling it. A I delayed took, KB over, but yes, it came. I took, so I took three overs in uh, the KBO. Two of them hit. Shout out to the LG Twins, my LG Twins, and the Dinos, who did help, although the Twins hit it on their own volition. And then it was KT Wiz and Doosan Bears. They also covered. Nicely done. No thank you at all to, um, oh, God, who was it? Lotte Giants and SK Wyverns. SK Wyverns, one of the great disappointments of the early season in the KBO. I jokingly in our Slack said their coach would be the one who should get the worst odds to be on the hot seat. And in fact, he is. Ooh. And the Lotte Giants, what a story. My Lotte Giants coming through after being bottom dwellers last year. So, yeah, uh, two and one on the KBO. But but I got a feeling you have more. You've got more as the, uh, the, the comments come in uh, ruthless right DJ, now. DJ, it was only a three-day bender. It's called the weekend and a weekend of many wins. Okay, actually, yeah. though, you showed off an amazing cover you had last week. Yes. And it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn, baby. Let's see. I get to show you how my LG Twins not only helped me cover the over, but also went and got me a win on the money line as well and covered the spread. Uh, Allie, who's behind the scenes, I believe we have that video. It moves quick here, Andre, so make sure you're on your toes. I I edited this nice and tight. All right. All right, let's watch watch this here. First inning. I already told you, my LG Twins are going to come out here and, uh, and beat the Dinos. And things didn't exactly get off to a strong wow. start. Oh my! Oh, lots oh of my. hits. Go oh, left and right. They're just oh, no. flying off the bat. Oh, no. And uh, there's one zero. Okay, oh, we're all right. Yikes. Oh, down the line. Okay. Oh Ooh, boy. We, two zero. We're fine. Let's hold it right. Oh no, oh, he's wait. rounding as well. All right. What's going? On? Do we have a stand up triple? What just happened? Did I don't they know. lose I, that ball? I, ball's still flying around. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Three zero. What is okay. going on? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's 4-0. All right, we're fine. We're fine, boys. Holy oh, cow. Oh, we got him. We got him. We got him. Oh, no. Oh, my no, error. These fifth pitchers in the KBO are amazing. Oh, my God. All right, well, here comes the MVP from last season. Surely we'll get him out. Oh, nope. boy. No, that's not happening. Okay, so we are oh. down 6-0 in the first. Not a lot happens between now and the eighth inning. Let's go to the eighth wow. inning here. And it'll come, it'll come. Oh, he's looking at the ball like, what's wrong with this? All right, here's the eighth inning. 5-4-0 ERA. Here we go. And here's my guy, Roberto Ramos. Whap. Oh. Just absolutely demolishes. Second bomb of the game for my guy, Ramos. Makes it a 7-4 ball game. And now the hit parade's going the other way. This baby drops in. Let's go to work. Oh, that's down the line. Making it rain here. Uh, as it was in South Korea. Oh, another one down the other line. Okay, now we're talking because Boy, now we've got a 7-6 ball game. Wow. 7-6 ball game. So the and this dude, easily. this next dude worked a hell of an at-bat here. Uh-oh, we're having some technical issues. There it is. Digs it out for the sack fly. Oh, now that's how you do a sack fly. Wow. And then Beautiful. here we go. There it is. To take the lead. All the way back from 7-3 to start the inning. And the boys are going crazy. And then just for good measure, 
Oppo WAP. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. And that's all they'd need, Andre. That's beautiful. Look at the boys. That's beautiful. I couldn't believe the dinos early on. My God, that was ruthless. Did the, the, the twins record an out in that stretch where the dinos just ran off six straight? That I don't I, I honestly don't think so. I honestly oh, don't think so. Okay, That'd be so. a great live line where you're still convinced your twins will pull through and now you're getting them at plus 300 or something. Oh, my God. We would have had them at way more than plus 300 yeah, no, down six zero right. in the first andre did you know that mlb teams who go up six zero in the first inning are 113 and one in their last 114 uh, attempts no way. yes that's wild oh my god so i know I love that the I, I absolutely love it so i vote i know you're a dinos guy you're watching uh, i know we got lots of dinos guys Take that L. Actually, you know what? Why don't I just play it? Take that L on the way out. There you go. Uh, absolute amazing comeback from my twins. And then, of course, we had multiple other wins. But the real action of the weekend was in UFC. And I said this on Twitter, Andre, but I got to tell the good people here. I've never been a UFC guy. I, I jumped on the Blades bandwagon when, of course, we partnered up in here. And... Uh, when um i'm losing my train of thought here when we brought on blades i started liking ufc and this weekend was the first time i've ever watched a full card and i said i'm gonna sit down at 7 30 watch the last prelim fight and then i'm going to watch the entire main card and i am absolutely hooked that was riveting it was yeah. enthralling. It was excruciating at times. It was the highest of highs. It was the lowest of lows. I mean, I took our guy Rosenstrike because it was the best thing for Blades. Oh, man. And he lasted oh, all of eight seconds. 20, so, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making me feel a little bit better about <laughs> that one. That was scary. Um, yeah. The under one and a half was maybe the best bet of the night on that one. Bro, yes. I can't believe how fat. I mean, he was he uh, was in and he was out. Yeah. No, I, I ESPN even did a thing after where they interviewed other people in the different divisions about the different fights. And they interviewed Blades about that fight. And Blades said he was like kind of disappointed Rosenstrike wasn't more on the defensive. He yeah. like got he he kicked Nganu twice and thought he was good and Nganu just bull rushed him swung wild finally hit on the sixth and it was lights out that how was that fair stupid. like first of all Rosenstrike has to change his name to Rosenstruck because <laughs> yes, he got so absolutely knocked yeah um but like it doesn't yeah. seem fair that Nganu is so powerful that he can just throw haymakers and all he has to do is land one and you're done oh I know but it was insane yeah forget that we yeah. had quickly, uh, Ali, can you pull up Blades picks from last week? Okay, so the first one was Pettis and Cerrone. Now, this one was the most questionable of our yes. wins, yes. but we got the win either way. Uh, Pettis ends up winning by decision. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have complained if Cerrone had won that fight on decision as well, Agreed. but we, it was a good harbinger of things to come yes. for us. 
The next one we had on the card there was Jorgen DeCastro, mm. and this would have been a big winner for us. And Andre, we had it. This man was chopping down yes. Greg Hardy yes. from the front. I've never seen a dude's leg start to look like that. Oh, and he goes for another one to hit yep. the leg and ends up a little bit short. And I don't know if you've seen the official diagnosis yet, but it was all but certain that he broke his foot on that attack. Yes. And that was like one and a half rounds in. And he still fought the full three rounds, dodged a little. Greg Hardy barely did enough to win that. Um, but yeah, what a bummer. It should have been a clean sweep here. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, that's what happens. You know, sometimes the kick goes wrong and dude breaks his foot. Crazy. Next one, Henry Cejudo. And that one was, and you dude. can take down the graphic, that one was probably my favorite fight of all because this Cejudo guy, dude, I knew he was small. I didn't know until they brought the specs up on the screen. 5'4". 3? 5'3". I think he's 5'4", 130. Yeah, 130. He fights at 135. He used to fight at 120 fight in the flyweight. Um, He's just insane. But, of course, he moves like, you know, nothing. You He's like Gollum moving around there. He's, he's <laughs> well, insane. I said he was like the Tasmanian devil. Yes, that much better comparison. And, but here, Ryan, you made the bet of the evening, I think. <laughs> and you didn't even tell me until it went through. And I had my eye on going to this, not going to a decision. It was like almost plus 560, something like that, right? It was up there. I don't think it was quite that high. Um, it was but... up, though, because and these are defensive guys. And I asked Blades about it, and he was like, no, this is going to this. So I backed off. I don't know, man. I saw my guy, Cejudo, oh, walk man. in the ring, and I was I like, this that. guy is out for blood. He is not just trying to win this fight. He's trying to knock this guy out. And the other guy, uh, who, was, who was... Dominic uh, Cruz. Yeah, Cruz... He didn't look like he had that mm -hmm. in his eyes. I, you yeah. know, I said it into our Slack. I'm like, man, that the eye test is really important in this sport. Yes. Like, I feel like you can just tell when you just mm -hmm. look at these guys, mm -hmm. like, oh, that guy is about to kill that guy. <laughs> um, and so Cejudo, the Tasmanian devil, just absolutely goes wild on this fool. Yeah. And ends him. There was a little bit of discussion about a whether the fight. Mm -hmm. he, he was in trouble. He was in big trouble. Uh, yeah, he was in big trouble. If he didn't get knocked out there, he was going to get knocked out a little bit later. I agree. Uh, and so that one was fun. And I, I instantly was like, dude, this Cejudo guy's amazing. This is my favorite fighter now. Other than Blades, of course. <laughs> and then he retired. He retired <laughs> moments after. <laughs> moments after I declared him my I couldn't oh, believe he was beautiful. that old. I'm like, how did, was he 33? Yeah, but that's young relatively for a UFC fighter. I mean, that's... R a but lot of these guys are in their late mid to late 30s you know he moves around like that oh, friend you had when you were a kid who like had like one sip of hawaiian punch and just started bouncing off the walls <laughs> like their parents had to had to like slow down their sugar mm. intake uh -huh. so i was like oh this guy's like 23 up and oh, right. destroying yeah. people and uh such was not the case yeah so yeah, that I, was amazing though, but you hit the you hit that the the, the bet of the day. That yeah. congrats to you on going going against Blaze on that one and being rewarded in a in a big way. Blades, sorry, no. Blades. Yeah, don't tell Blades. Um 
I won't. That I went against him. But I went with him on everything else, including the main event. Oh. And this was... I, I only have one way of describing this. I don't know what this is like, but if it was like this, this is what I assume. I was like a sports crack addict who mm. hadn't had a hit in months. And this fight was like an eight ball straight to the face. Mm-hmm. Like I was jumping off the couch. I was yelling. I was screaming. Yeah. My girlfriend was like, what is wrong with you? Like, I've never seen you act like this before. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I was every punch. I was, oh. Oh, and like, oh, Ferguson, that absolute animal. I know. Took. I know. I mean, at least seven punches that dropped everyone else on the night. Like these were knockout punches. Yes. And how does his brain not make him unconscious on some of those? I I just don't know. I kept thinking, I kept seeing Gagey load up and hit one of these left hooks. And I was like, there it is. It's over. And he just didn't even flint it was like he was just eating those for snacks at a certain point though hit the flesh in his face could not handle the beating anymore (laughs) and eventually the the ref called it as he was kind of like running away towards the end but it was an insane upset to get that was beautiful that's what really put those picks to three and one instead of having a two and two night um, and that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal to see that that upset hit right there. Uh, it's a beautiful evening, man. It was you know, really a wonderful uh, thing. There's a dish called uh, drunken noodles. Have you heard of that? Mm, no. Oh, okay. It's a it's an Asian dish. Anyways, oh. um, that's what Ferguson looked like at the end. He was a drunken noodle. Like he was just flopping around yeah. and. Just, and I, I mean, I was like waiting for Gagey to just go destroy him. Think, I'm actually glad the ref came in and was like, okay, you, normal oh, yeah. people don't move around like oh. that. I wonder what that feels like. Oh, man. Um, and then the other thing I was like, Amazing. what does that feel like? The, what do you feel like when you wake up the next day after you got punched in the face that many times? Well, he had like a facial fracture. I mean, and he was like joking around and dancing in the hospital or whatever, which yeah, again, yeah. just a psycho no, in the best way possible. He's a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, but I just wonder what that's like. So, anyways, yeah. Blades goes four and one. And you mentioned actually six and one, right? Five and one. Yeah. Five and one. If yeah. you count, uh, what was the other one that he gave? I, out? Um, I asked him, oh, hey, so under. what do you think? You know, Rosenstrike and Ghana were taking the under one and a half. He laughed and said, yes. And then when we asked him at the end, any other fights that you like? And he was like, oh, what are the other fights I can even remember? We were like uh, Jeremy Stevens and uh, Qatar. I, I forgot. I forget the exact pronunciation. He took uh, Calvin Qatar. Cater. Cater. Yeah. Cater. Who won? Yeah. So, so there you five go. And one. Five and one. Five and one. And the one who lost, he had it up to a round and a half until DeCastro breaks his foot. I mean, I didn't think he'd be that good at picking him. That was it'll, it'll probably be hard for us to get blades on for every single UFC fight, but I'm wondering if I can just get like his phone number so I can just text him nice. for his takes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really nice. Oh man, what an absolute oh, that was beautiful, awesome weekend it was. Aside from Faroe Islands soccer, which I hopefully I hope you learned a lesson there. Um, I mean, let's be fair. One of my losses was a plus seven hundred to tie, and they lose one zero. 
my source and I, we had a, we had a debate. I thought the goals would be down. He thought the goals would be up. So I, we hedged. I took the under on a game I thought would be a good under. And we took the over on a game he thought would be a good over and both teams to score. That was 2-0. We needed the other team to score and both those would have won. That's Faroe Island soccer. I'm really glad Bundesliga is back. I was on a German podcast this weekend to talk draft and off air. They gave me a bunch of good advice on that too. So I'm I'm ready to turn it all around next weekend. I promise. Wow, that's you. I mean, you're a worldwide uh, man. That's right. And I use all my source. Anyone who's ever met me, I, I stretch it. You know, any betting advice I can get, I'm I'm using. Okay. Well, it's time for us to get into our main card our main event if you will here on the night and this is really really exciting andre because this is something that no one else is doing no one else can do this is exclusive to dnvr and it is our first batch of what we're going to be calling dnvr specials and what this is is the good folks over at DraftKings sportsbook are such awesome partners with us that they said, hey, look, we know that you guys have the best pulse on Denver sports of anyone out there. And we obviously, you know, want, uh, you know, those fans and all of those betters to have fun with this. So why don't you guys give us some ideas for different prop bets and things of that nature that you think people would be interested in? First of all, one of the coolest things ever. So if you haven't already, make sure you go over and download DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the app. It's such a smooth, nice app. And when you do, actually, we have a video here to show you exactly how to get to the DNVR special. So you go in there, you click on NFL. They'll take you to this page. Go over to player totals. Yeah. Scroll all the way over to the right, and you will see Broncos specials, a.k.a. DNVR specials. And that's where you can get these. Again, these were cooked up by Andre and myself, and we're going to have stuff like this across the board. I mean, we're just getting started here. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 again, the good folks over at DraftKings Sportsbook have been super receptive to all of our ideas. So we're excited to do this for all sports, not just the Broncos. Obviously we've been Broncos heavy early here and uh, we will definitely diversify as we go along, but we're sticking on the Broncos train and they asked, you know, what's a big topic of conversation on your podcast right now. And I said, and and at the time I said, Oh, we've been talking a lot about Cortland Sutton versus um, Jerry Judy. And That is such an interesting conversation to me, and I'm really excited to have it with you here. Mm -hmm. So they went ahead, and they gave us the full gamut Mm. of Cortland Sutton versus Jerry Judy prop bets. So you've got most receptions, most touchdowns, and most yards from scrimmage, which Mm. I guess is slightly important if, you know, one of these guys is going to uh, throw passes or... Uh, of course, take reverses. Now, we know one of these guys has thrown a pass, at least yes. one pass yeah. uh, in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. So, Andre, first of all, your thoughts on just this this uh, competition between these two guys? 
Well, this is this is a, a beautiful thing that we we get to do this and really get into this debate. And even more interesting, and this is where really where I'm like a, a child in a candy store, is that then DraftKings, of course, uh, handicaps this and gives us odds for all this stuff. So we really get to see, you know, what we think might be more of a toss up or or leaning towards Sutton, what what you know, the people in the biz at the sports book see it as. And that's where I'd start. I think the juiciest of all here is most receptions. Mm, okay, tell me. Well, you know, I think that for one, Cortland Sutton's really the big play guy. He's the big play guy outside. He's going to go get those contested balls. And where he's really going to make a difference is on those two, three big chunk yardage plays he's going to be able to kind of pull out of a hat um and so yeah he might have a 90 yard game and a touchdown but that might have come on five receptions while judy i really think is going to be that guy who's able to work in the slot outside more of that short to intermediate route runner who's gonna be able to open up space kind of underneath on those crossers um, and all that kind of stuff that that you see in more spread out formations in this Pat Shermer offense, and that's where I think you know we could really we could really be um, onto something for an upset. Uh, with let me see here, Judy at plus one sixty three. You know I like that. Cortland Sutton minus two hundred to have the most receptions next year. Yeah, this is a fun conversation because there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. And so far with our props, we've been, you know, very convinced uh, right. and on the same uh, on the same page with what we like here. I think we might go a different way here. Now, I think there's a few things going in Cortland Sutton's favor. Obviously, he's already established himself in the NFL and he's going into his third season as a pro, which is a very big advantage. But here's something that I don't necessarily think is that big of an advantage. And that's his pre-existing relationship with Drew Locke. The mm, reason I say totally. that, Andre, is because it didn't exactly feel like they just hit it off. Uh, they weren't just gangbusters from, from the start. Except for from the very, very start, in which, of course, Drew Locke threw two touchdowns to Cortland Sutton in the first quarter of his first game. Mm -hmm. How many touchdowns did he throw him after that? Zero. No more touchdowns after the first quarter of the first game between these two guys. And that, to me, is interesting. One Here's the more. other thing. I see – I've got no more. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, you know, you're the, you're the numbers guy. I will double check that. But yeah, I, I'm sorry to in interrupt that. No. So, you combine that with the fact that while he had a decent game – he had a really good game against the Chargers in that first game – and then he racked up some catches and yards in the Kansas City game when they were just kind of, you know, doing whatever they could to get a few yards here and there yep. uh, in the muck out there at Arrowhead. But other than that, no 100-yard games, not even an 80-yard game between Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton. Now, that's not to say that I think, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton and Drew Locke aren't a good combo because that's not true at all. It's just that I don't think – there's this huge start, you know, this huge running start for Cortland Sutton ahead of Jerry Judy. I think that Drew Locke has yet to develop a quote unquote favorite target, a guy where he has really great chemistry with. And I think Jerry Judy 
Could has be. the opportunity right. to come in and do that right away. Now, everyone who's ever listened to a DNVR Broncos podcast or who watched DNVR Draft Day Live yes. uh, knows my feelings on Jerry Judy. I think that he walks into the NFL as a top 10 route runner in the league, and I mm-hmm. think that he is not going to have one of those rookie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not walls, but those rookie holdups that some yeah. wide receivers have. I think there's a a, a whole tier – in between Jerry Judy and a lot of the rookie receivers you come you see that come in and struggle. The reason right. they come in and struggle is because they aren't great route runners. You know, 100%. they've been they've been so athletic and so fast and so yeah. dominant their whole career that they never learned how to run routes properly. A perfect example of a guy like that is Cortland Sutton. Yes. You know, he came Still. in as a exactly. We we talked him up his rookie uh training camp because the dude could not lose a jump ball. And mm-hmm. that's the case to this day, he's not going to lose a jump ball. What we didn't realize is that it was going to be tougher for him to get open on a consistent basis. And then, yes. you know, towards the end of the season, when he became the number one wide receiver, he had a very tough time separating. Yep. So all of that is to say, I don't think that Jerry Judy's like that. He's an elite route runner already. And so I don't think there's going to be this massive rookie hurdle for him. I think he's going to find himself open a lot all the yeah. time yeah. and so you started there with receptions again Cortland Sutton receptions last season uh 72 so nothing not like you're going up against a huge no, number that's correct. before here that's correct. I'm I'm a Judy on this first one on and receptions might, on reception and this might become a pattern that's the closer one for me um now I do now that First off, I, I apologize profusely for interrupting you because you had you had that correctly on the Thank you. two touchdowns, and there's nothing worse than interrupting someone when you're incorrect. So I, I apologize profusely. I'm the numbers guy now. Truly, yeah, fine by me. Um, and uh, the thing though that stands out to me about Locke, incorrect touchdown number aside, with Sutton is that. And so there's a few factors. One is how Sutton performed without Sanders, where he became, you know, he saw 24% of the targets in the passing game. That's a large chunk, um, Very obviously large. A, a quarter. But that's about what he was saying, seeing prior. So Sanders not being there didn't matter as much on the targets he saw. Actually, with Drew Locke, he saw just slightly fewer targets. What really happened, though, when Drew came in is the efficiency of what Sutton did with those targets really did increase. So while it felt like maybe he wasn't as big a part of the offense, he was just he was really just as big a part. And when he was featured, he was doing more with it. So that efficiency has me scared and he would have been on pace for 83 receptions. Now, I still think it's closer to 72. The best rookie receivers in the last five years have averaged 78.8. I think Sutton, you're looking at right around 75, 77. So just barely, I like Judy, who I am projecting to have an all-time rookie season. You know, one of the best rookie wide receivers and one of the best classes. So I think the top 10 average or the average of the top rookie wide receiver of the last 10 years is a, is a nice number to take there. So I'd say just barely I give Judy the edge, and that's a plus 163. I would take that right away. So what? quickly, what was the average on receptions for top 10 rookies? For the top rookie, it was 78. For the top um, 
three rookie receivers, it's 68. So you're really counting on Judy, who we've always said, most NFL-ready receiver of this class to be the top-performing guy of this class. And I think there's room for that, and I think there's room for it in this offense. Love it. Okay, let's move on here to the next one, which is player to record most touchdowns in the competition. Now, I am bullish Mm. on Jerry Judy, as I've made very uh, well publicized. Yes. This one I have a hard time with. Um, And it's not necessarily that I don't think Judy can win it. It's just that I I probably am not gonna gonna be steadfast on this because touchdowns are random. We talked about it well, with sure. the Drew Lock touchdown props, yeah. and and it gets even more random the further down the totem pole you go. You know, we know that Drew Lock's gonna throw touchdown passes. The problem is who's he gonna throw them to? And while I think Judy again that route running is gonna do him wonders in the red zone where the windows get tighter, Sutton, you know. He is such a big target. He's such a great leaper. I've said it since the day that he walked onto the Broncos headquarters uh, campus. I said, throw it up. Every time you cross the 50, you throw it up for Cortland Sutton and see what he can do. Now, they've yet to institute that offense, much to my confusion, uh, much, you know, to, to my Coach dismay. Rolovich's dismay. Yes. yes, exactly. But I just don't know what's going to happen. And I hope that they learn to install the Cortland Sutton offense where you just throw it up for him once you cross 50 and let him go win a jump ball. And you, you know, you save yourself a lot of time and effort and energy getting all the way down to the end there. Just let him do all the work. But I think this one, honestly, for me, this is a coin flip. So if you're taking a side, I take Jerry Judy, but I don't feel confident about it. Right. That's where this is interesting. They're not bets that we really like one side or the other their bets we came up with and uh you have fun with them as we you know debate them and go over why we thought these were interesting yeah i mean i could see sutton easily going for nine touchdowns projecting at about that i could also see him sticking around six and this is really going to come down because all you said is right he's the big body he's the contested catch but uh, Judy does have the ability, A, that he's not the number one focal point of a defense when you're down in the red zone because Sutton's getting all that attention. And B, the route running in tight spaces, that really does matter when you want to get the ball out quickly. So, I mean, and numerically, I could see it go either way. The top rookie of the last 10 years has averaged 7.5 touchdowns per season. I could easily see Judy doing it where this is really kind of a toss-up bet is it's going to come down to who has a, who breaks a few big ones how many contested you know 30-yard bombs does Sutton have like in that Chargers game and how many you know 15-yard slants is Judy able to take the distance for 40 and get himself a touchdown there it's going to come down to long bombs and i like uh, Judy here who's in the almost plus 200s right every yeah, time he i got is at plus 200 yeah, that's uh, I like those odds. I mean, that's DraftKings disagreeing with us on 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 this being as close as we see. And I love that. So go for it. Yeah, I love that they're not on the same. I thought this was going to be a lot closer. Yeah. Now, yeah, they're very data driven, and they're yeah. probably looking at much of the same stuff you're looking at. You know, what right. does history tell us is going to happen yes. here? Right. And I think you have an edge here as the public. 
in the sense that I don't think that Jerry Judy is like most rookie receivers coming out. I think that he has a chance to be much better than the average highly drafted rookie receiver. And so, especially in recent memory, you haven't seen a lot of hits in the first round on, on wide receivers, mm -hmm. even, you know, mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley is the one that comes to mind of recent. And even he hasn't, you know, exactly dominated yet. He's been a very good receiver. Um, so I think that you have a little bit of an advantage here based on the fact that I think Jerry Judy is just that good. If you're with me, then, right. you know, then you, you ride with that. Uh, and we had a question here uh, from John Presley who said, but how worried should we be about the rookies not having rookie minicamp going into the regular season catching, and catching up with the NFL speed? I think that's going to be a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's going, you know, these factors are going to affect everyone. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to have a larger impact on these rookies. Yes. But I still think, you know, if Jerry Judy knows the playbook, he's be able to go out there, run his routes and get open. Right. And Cortland Sutton's also learning a new offense. We got to remember that. Um, but yeah, I think, and maybe more of the rookie learning a new playbook, I think what's going to play into it more is Sutton having the advantage of already having played those five games with Locke and having, you know, a couple months of practice with him. Um, and that's factored into the odds that, that you're taking here for sure. And that's where, and so really what you're doing by, by taking the gamble on Judy to go full circle on what you're saying about DraftKings being uh, data driven, of course, is that you are you are gambling on the fact that Judy statistically is going to perform as the top wide receiver in this class and one of the better wide receivers we've seen in the last five years or so. You know, he needs to be an A.J. Brown, an Odell Beckham Jr., that kind of tippy-top rookie wide receiver who has a 1,000-yard season. And I think both of us, think that's fairly realistic given the kind of ready-made NFL talent he is. All right. Well, before we get on to the last one here, Kyle Schellebarger, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, said, I'm new to these prop bets. Do mm. I need a quick how-to or will turning into these specials suffice? Well, Kyle, good news for you. Starting this week, we are going to be putting out what we're calling explainers. And I saw that you commented from YouTube there. So you are going to be able to see these on YouTube. I'm going to take, you know, the, you're right through all of this, whether mm -hmm. it's what a prop bet is, everything from how do you bet the over-under, what even is the over-under, all the way to how do you do a round-robin parlay, uh, and everything mm -hmm. in between and beyond. Um, so. Yeah. We'll we'll start this week. We're going to start at the most beginner of beginner stuff, and then we're, we'll work our way all the way through. But essentially, you know, these props are you're betting on the full season, and so it's a little bit of an investment uh, where you have to say, okay, uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to put this down because I'm confident that it's going to pay me back when it comes when uh, you know the time comes. Okay, here's the last one, and what I think is the worst line yes. from our good friends at the DraftKings sportsbook. Players with the most yards from scrimmage yeah. in the competition, of course, between Sutton and Judy over 16 weeks yeah. uh, or 17 weeks, 16 games. Sutton minus 278, Judy right. plus 220. That's some Rosenstrike odds right there. Whoa. Why yeah. is this one so much higher than these other ones? Okay. Now, based on my data... 
the the best rookie wide receivers over the last five to ten years, you're looking at anywhere between nine hundred and thirty yards and a thousand yards. I think Odell Beckham really the only one to exceed a thousand a hundred yards in this decade. Cortland Sutton on pace with Drew Locke on the field was ready to average twelve thousand yards. Or, uh, 1200 yards uh, that was doing uh without lock still at 1030 yards so you know even even not playing his best you're look and with sharing touches with Cortland sutton you're looking at sutton being right around where i'd expect judy to be uh and on a historical statistic basis so yeah that's the that's the tougher one but boy when you get those odds I mean, all you all all you need is Sutton to miss like two games. Not that I root for whoa. that. Touch wood. Well, I'm just saying, you know, at those odds, I'll, I'll take those odds. That could happen. Yes, I don't want to think about that. I I want uh, Judy to win this fair and square. And here's the one thing I take issue with with you talking about the Sutton's numbers with Locke. Yeah. Who the hell else was out there? Yeah. No, I mean it's fair. I mean, Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick weren't exactly stealing yards no, they were from not. Cortland Sutton. I mean, he was running not. an unopposed campaign out there on the <laughs> field. So I think it's going to be a lot closer. I don't think he's going to quite be on pace yeah. for 12,000 yards like you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be noticeable. Yeah, that'd be noteworthy. <laughs> um, so again, you know, I'm I'm leaning towards the value here. Because, again, I think these are very close, and DraftKings tells you, DraftKings Sportsbook tells you, they aren't close. So, True. I'm... Why not? Right. Yeah, like I said, I realize what is leading them to these decisions, and I think their process uh, is flawed. I think it's it's missing out on how just how good Jerry Judy is. You know, oh, I, I'll mention this a hundred times, but Jerry Judy has guys like Odell Beckham Jr., Stephon Diggs, some of the best route runners in the game. They're reaching out to him asking for tips on right. on route running when he's right. in college, right. before he's played an NFL down. You know, this is a guy who, um, oh gosh, Mohamed Sanu said, all right, he might just be one of the best to ever do it after he watched him run routes. So this guy is different. In my sure. opinion. Sure. And I just think he's going to come in and blow people away from the first game. I think, you know, he could jump on the scene on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. And all of a sudden, Drew Locke and, and Jerry Judy are on the cover of Sports Illustrated type of thing. Let's do it, baby. So I'm bullish on Judy. I like the value on all three of these. The one, if, I, if I'm taking one, if I'm taking two, I'm staying away from the touchdowns. Too much of a coin flip for me. Um, I like it. But, you know, you are getting decent odds there. So go for right. it. You know, go for all three if you want. Right. Um, it's fun. I, they, these are fun. I'm really excited about these new DNVR specials with DraftKings Sportsbook because we can, you know, these are just conversation starters. And we actually get to find out who wins the conversation. I know. We just have to wait a little while. <laughs> It's so. just amazing. I mean, it's incredible to have this. It's like when I would game, I would play Madden franchise and I would draft, see who the good players were, 
and then go back to the saved franchise and cheat and just draft those guys. Having DraftKings to do this with for me is it almost feels like that because then it's like, oh, this is what they think. So, I mean, it gives us an inside track that I, I, I don't even know if we should have because uh, it gets a little dangerous, you know? It feels a little weird. I got to be honest. But um, so you and Judy on all three? No. no, I do like Judy at those odds for touchdowns. I do like Judy for receptions, though that's, you know, the, the more even odds. Um, yards, I do lean Sutton, though. Boy, those odds, uh, <laughs> those odds have me intrigued. You know, really, I don't know if I can do this exactly on the app. I, I imagine it's a possibility. I might parlay Judy on all three. Unfortunately, you can't. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can't parlay props. But you wish you could, because I would be doing all of the ones that we've picked so far. And, <laughs> you know, would be wild. Oh, my God. It would be fun. But yeah. no, you, you can't do that. So, um, so but, it's the yard scares me off a little. But at those odds, I'm I'm tempted to go Judy on all three as well. All right. Well, I'm going to put you down for you're taking Sutton on That's, yards. Yes, let's do that. Okay. All right, so I've got all three Judy. You got two Judy, one Sutton. And a lot of this is value, but at least for you, I think it was more about value. For me, it's for I legitimately yes. think that Jerry Judy's that good. Um, and it's no knock on Cortland Sutton. This is why I think the Broncos have a chance to be a damn good offense. Right. Because I think Jerry Judy is legitimately a wide receiver one already. You know, like he's going to yep. walk in and, and be a wide receiver one material. Okay, well, we've got plenty more dnvr specials to discuss throughout the week you can get a little preview of our programming content here if you do follow the prompts there and ali if we could bring up that video just one more time of uh how you get to the dnvr specials there uh and yeah. i'm sure she's gonna pull that up you can see kind of what we're gonna be talking about uh there's some really fun ones in there i almost don't want to spoil them because they're exciting so if you want to see what we might be talking about soon you can go uh, download DraftKings Sportsbook, get in the app, take care of your bonuses, go NFL. Yep, pick NFL right there at the top on the swirly whites. Player totals. Player totals. Yep. Scroll all the way over, and you'll see Broncos specials. Yeah, so there they are. All you'll scroll ours. through there, and you can check those out. Uh, and, and again, we're going to be talking about these all week. So yeah, Beautiful. thank you guys for tuning in to this edition of the dnvr bets daily and i've we've mentioned this last couple of podcasts i'm going to keep mentioning this while it's really fun to get out here and bet and and if you go five and two on the weekend and come out looking great then uh that's even more fun but if it's become a problem for you make mm -hmm. sure you call the hotline it's 1-800-522-4700 if, if gambling has become a problem for you and you need some help there call 1-800-522-4700 4700 but for now it's gonna wrap it up for us today so thank you all for tuning in and uh we'll be oh wait is this a false alarm i think it's a false alarm calling false alarm we have I hope, some i hope some you didn't picks, fail because we have to bro. make our kbo picks i got to, i mean we got carried away talking it's oh, such a good boy. conversation starter oh, here man. oh man that was i just want to see if people are staying with us
So there's nice. the records. Well Andre has been a lot more uh, judicious, just serving out bets. I've been a little more conservative. We're both three games over 500. Oh so God. look at that. That is a beaut. That is a sight to see. These are all KBO <laughs> Feral Islands and UFC guys. And these are our records. I mean, uh, frankly, a pat on the back deserved for both. If you ask, if you're riding with both of us, you're six games over 500. <laughs> Insane. I mean, there's some overlap, but yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, why would you? It's the numbers guy coming. Ryan, yeah, I know, I, I know. Accurate data is all that matters. I know, I know. You always okay. tell me that. Okay, <laughs> I've got my picks for tonight. I'm just going two KBO picks. Okay. Um, remember, I've been talking about this for almost a week now. Yeah, I'm so ready. I'm with. I you. was waiting for my guy Cha Wu Chan. Yes, it's his time to get back on the mound. Last time he went out there, six innings one earned run and it was a solo shot and this man has a nasty nasty curveball mm -hmm. so here's what i'm doing i'm taking sk wyvern's team total under four and a half okay oh okay okay and oh, i love that my twins just warmed up they just got hot the other day uh they broke out the bats seventh yeah. run eighth inning and their team total is set at three and a half. I know they're going up against the ace over there for the Wyverns, but I'm taking the total. I'm taking the over on them, the under on uh, on SK Wyverns. And obviously, if you want to put those two together and, and just take the money line on the Twins, you can. But I'm just taking the the, the those two. Uh, actually, no, I'll throw it in there. We're going three. I was gonna say. I mean, it's a, that's well. a minus one oh eight. So. Yeah, nice it's good money. value. Okay, so three picks tonight. Under four and a half for SK Wyverns. Over three and a half, criminally low, uh, for the Twins. And then just take the Twins money line straight up. Boy, I hope it's not a pitching duel and you. That's like a 2-1, Ryan. Um, it happens. I am so ready. We're known for the KB overs. That's basically a family motto at this point. Well... The overs that we won on the weekend, the fifth starters are gone. Now it's aces across the board. So I'm taking the under on Twins Wyverns. That's eight and a half. I'm taking the under on Lote Giants, Doosan Bears, best teams in the league right now. That's a under 10 and a half. Both those offenses are on fire, but I think it'll be a closer game than, than expected here by the bookmakers. And we go under the 10 and a half with the frontline starters. And then Dinos, KT Wiz, under eight. Though I know the KT Wiz can always get blown out. I hate him, but I'm taking a, I'm taking the under. I'm staying to my strategy. I'll be I'll be betting against the KT Wiz soon enough. So KT under. I mean, sorry, KT, KB under. KB, KB under. under. KB under. Yeah. Wow. So three unders for you. I I kind of hope yeah. that comes back to bite you, just in the spirit of KB overs. Uh, yeah. But I think I think you're on to a little something. Yeah, something. my strategy is correct. Yeah. And I mean, when when Cha Wu Chan's on the mound, you definitely cool. take the under in that game. I'm just getting a little more specialized with the under that I'm taking. Right. So there you yeah. go. Go Twins. And apparently, if you're on Andre's side, go unders. Go unders. All right, the false alarm, this one's real. We're actually going to check out for the night. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook for being the presenting sponsor of this show. And shout out to the UFC for making us money this weekend. And shout yeah, out to Curtis Blades as well. All right, yeah. have a great night, y'all.